0: Um, boyo fucking alert! hello gentlemen and ladies hello uh, fellow uh, travelers of the human realm I am here with um, a man called Samuel Kappa. he is a fellow Englishman I can't believe I just said fellow Englishman I got too much into that that is gonna get clipped now bro that's gonna get clipped and that's gonna I'm literally gonna get assassinated in Ireland somewhere now for that um i i take everything back i i just got entranced by this handsome man across from me and i'm after saying ridiculous things this is Samuel. Out of the north that's what it is yeah it's the north bar. yeah and I'm, I'm kind of doing the south the puff the south accent I'm, I'm apologies this this man is from the north of england he is a uh we, we share the 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 wavelength the lat is it the the latitude Um, the latitude, power yeah i think yeah, so how are you sir how, how are you I'm feeling not bad, bro. how about yourself Good, good. I'm I'm smashing away my coffee, so I'm talking absolute nonsense already. Like it's it's happened. Like it's it's absolutely. Uh, this is going to be ridiculous. But I guess it, this is more about you than me, so I've got to keep that in mind. Um, I, Sam is a Sam is a artist. Sam is a, a illustrator. And he's very very good at drawing. And I'd actually like you, Sam, if you could share your screen because the best introduction is just the proof, the proof of, of what you are. Now, Sam's an interesting dude because Sam came to me and he was one of those dudes who said this sentence. Um, i don 't think i 'm very good at what i do i don 't think i 'm very go- uh, a very good drawer like so when I first met him, he he came up to me and he was like hey i 'd like to work together i 'd like to you know get something done and you know the the writer 's block if you will that 's the way most people would understand it but I have a sort of a really really elaborate jargon laden way of saying it 's the left brain that 's in your way, but nonetheless he was having these issues and um, I remember I sat down with the first talk with him, and he was saying, Yeah." I kind of, I kind of doubt my ability to draw and all this. And I was like, all right. And I was sort of expecting them to be, you know, intermediate or something like that. Cause that's usually what you're getting. And then he shows me this stuff. Actually, to be honest, it's not usually, I've seen a lot of good stuff from people like this. He shows me this. And if you could zoom up on some of those, uh, Sam, I'm not sure. Maybe like pick one of them and like zoom in or something. Like this is, this is pretty high quality stuff. As far as I'm concerned, he shows me other stuff as well. And it's like real good. And, um, and this is someone telling me he's not that good about it. And i have often talking about the fact that your head can be so out of touch with reality, that the thinking mind can be out of touch of reality, criticizing you, saying you're terrible. And this is the perfect example. This is someone who um, obviously has talent. I'm constantly saying to him he has good instincts, but but he, he, he would doubt himself. He'd be in his way in all this. And so um, this is what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about, like, this is an example of me doing those. You've seen me say... Hop into the link down below and we'll chat. And this is now a result. It's been a couple of months now at this point I've been working with this chap, and now we've I, I can bring it to you and show you what I've been up to and I'll really give you an evidence based example of some of the stuff we work through and, and show you the ridicule that your head can do to you that you want, want to kind of get out of the way. So, this is an example of someone I consider talented, and I was the same if I don't say so myself, where I, I, I had skill, I, but I would tell myself my skill was like zero out of 10 and I'm actually the worst person ever. So enough of me, Ranton. Um, Sam, could you give me any, any thoughts on like, like, I don't know, even, even seeing this stuff now and, um, and where your head was at like a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago even?
1: I mean, it's, in, in, a, in a way, it kind of feels like it's not been me, if that makes sense, because I've been yeah. so used to just beating myself up over either not creating or not being good enough to create or whatever it is. Um, it's only really with um, a little bit of context and, and time having passed that you start to realise, all oh, right, okay, this, this is what I'm, I'm actually capable of doing when, when I sit down and put the work in rather than when I spend all the time in, in my head, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, dude absolutely like you're actually motivating me at this point because we were we were just talking about how i haven't put out like a proper fully made song in a while and um it it just reminds me talking to people like yourself is that you're like all the the elaborate plans is one side of it like i'm always doing elaborate plans and all this stuff but then the other side of it is um tied to that is this immense self-criticism and i kind of think i've i've i 've broke the back in that a little bit anyway it doesn't it 's not as severe as when I was younger, but when I was younger, I remember it would it would criticize me literally out of existence it 's weird' it 's like my head was saying because you 're not perfect you don 't deserve to be anything at all. It was like this very black and white way of thinking. I call it the tyranny of the left brain, you know but um but it has it has that immense dark power where you you can actually have this potential, this quality, and it's, it's, it crushes it and it makes you feel awful about yourself. So I guess this is where I want to start. I want to ask you about, um, like where you were at the start, how much you remember about your, your your head, what was going on inside your head. Like I can tell you some of the things I remember you saying, but but yeah. maybe in your own words, like what was going on. You you were one of those people with all the notions swirling around in your mind. Yeah. You had this big elaborate story and all this, and um, but it was tied with the 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 depression and the anxiety and all this stuff. And if you don't mind me bringing this stuff up, by all means say, boy oh shut the fuck up, but <laughs> I'm hitting a limit here or something like that. But um, but but this stuff is haunting you, you know. And then um, just tell me about where, where we started, like where you started. Like, I guess even maybe a
1: little bit of a backstory. Um, so I'd spent quite a few years um, acquiring notes. I would say is probably the best way of putting it. Never really committing to that first chapter um, in any genuine sense. So I'd I'd have pages and pages and pages worth of notes and sketches, but it was all unfinished nothing nothing with that was ever taken to completion um and i had like the i had that abstract idea of what i wanted i had the i had some of the more like fundamental ideas of you know uh responsibility and what, what, you know, some of the more like abstract ways that you could make a character drive, drive forward. You know, like I have this kid who wants to become a god. It's like, all right, okay, well, how, how does that look on a day-to-day basis? Like, what does he do when he wakes up? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) you know what i mean
0: this this actually i guess we should clarify like uh, it's it's so interesting like the way we worked together was actually quite simple because it's funny and we always said it's like all right we'll just finish one draft because i remember when i was in the state my head was in where it was criticizing me out of existence all i had to really do was just finish one song to completion and get it published and then it was like this huge conquest you know? But before I achieved that, I spent about three years just practicing all day, trying to like make myself perfect before I started, before I got, I got to the finish line. And so with yourself, we, um, that, that was the, the main goal, but like obviously along that goal, it, it it's like a war with your mind because there were several points where you were like dipping and you're like oh my god I don't know is this right I think I should scrap it and start again or or even towards the like the second third of writing your story and it, it, this guy is a great illustrator but this we were focusing on like a a sort of a comic book story if you will so that that was the the, the big thing that we were working on and it's funny you didn't do any drawing. But then once we finish this, you smash out all these new drawings as well, and your old drawings are fantastic as well. Like not to say that you've like suddenly gotten skill; like you were definitely skilled before. But the, but that's that's such an interesting thing about it. Is you set a simple goal, and it forces you to confront your mind, and actually achieving that like is this brilliant relief. So um,
1: it, it's actually the simplicity of the goal that makes you realise how hard it is to achieve as well. Because yeah. you, you, well, I say you, but I felt very comfortable with the depression orientated complexity, if that makes sense. Like my brain had gotten so used to being filled with all these complex ideas that I knew I wasn't good enough to do that I got comfortable with not doing anything. I was comfortable feeling like shit.
0: Because I knew that as soon as
1: I simplified it, I didn't have an excuse not to do it. Um, So when it was just a case of write the first draft, that just filled me with terror because there was no excuses that could be made around it. It's like you're either writing or you're not. Whereas before it was a case of, well, you need to figure out how this magic system works or you need to figure out how this particular concept works or you need to figure out how this character looks and whatever else. And there's, there's so many different parts that can be included in that that constantly add to co- the complexity of it, which means that you never really have to commit to starting. You can always just focus on certain elements rather than chapter one.
0: Yes, 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 uh, absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's something so interesting about, I hear this a lot from people when I'm talking about anxiety or depression is that th- there is a sort of um, weird hate for being, in pain and anxious and depressed and hating themselves. But there's also this like really hard set comfort. Like it's, it's, it's sort of like the, the homeostasis. Homo-st- so they, they like, they don't want to break out of that for some reason. And mm. you can suggest something like just finishing something would actually break you out of it. And if you're doing it with someone else, the accountability tends to count for a lot. But if you're just in your own head, it's weird. You'll just never really think that mm. way. They'll never really think specific. And yeah. to, to, uh, if you want to say anything there before you go on a tirade
1: <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like one of the things that um that I found interesting like kind of reflecting on the process is the fact that you you expect so much of yourself like you you expect perfection in some regards and yet you know you're not capable of doing it and it it's just this weird <sighs> that the the two ideas are so opposite to one another that it's strange that you can exist in the same place it's like I want to have perfection, you're not capable of perfection. <laughs> yeah. And these things these things form the basis of it and it doesn't even make any sense when you actually say it out loud, but these are the thoughts that yeah. are in your head. It's like, it's yeah. really, really strange. It's yeah, really yeah. strange.
0: Yeah, um, I I I can't wait. This tirade is bubbling up in me. I really want to <laughs> go 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 Matt. Go but Before Matt. before I go into it, uh, I, I just want to ask you about. Um, so so I guess like we're not. I haven't really painted the picture as much as I got across. Like the, the you you were like on antidepressants and everything. You maybe you're still on them now. But I remember you describing like at the start. There, I could even see it in the way you'd speak about yourself. Like what I'm saying is that when you showed me your drawings, I was kind of like a bit stumped. I was like, fuck, this dude is like real good. (laughs) And he's there telling me like, I, the way you presented yourself to me, I was sort of like, you know it kind of looked like a dude just in the middle of art school just kind of figuring out like he probably like sketches a bit it'll be like really like poorly put together but he's trying his best and it'll be about encouraging and 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 that just showed me that the inside your head it must be like exactly like, like what i was like this thunderstorm going on that's like you're the worst terrible bad bad and, and that's the kind of it comes with these immense moody feelings of uh i like literally just living in your reality where you're, you're sort of envious of the winners out there the people who are like achieving stuff and you feel terrible about not being and like them but of course you almost start saying to yourself well you don't deserve to be like them because you're a piece of shit and how do you be like them what you the way you be like them is by developing a really complex and perfect plan and as we were going through this like you started spontaneously saying some very very interesting things to me like um like just it was almost like you built up all this tension and then we were like it was letting it out and you were describing um cathartic experiences it's like oh you know i, I feel i feel um one day i just didn't take my pills and then another day i i i walked in with my parents and, and they said like you know oh, you're like uh you're like a, you're like a new son or something like that i remember you saying which is pretty archetypical if i will but um but, but tell me about that maybe a little bit of that transformation
1: yeah so it was it was one of those things where you don't even really pay attention to it until a little while after the event, because you need to have the passage of time in order to, to have the context to reflect on it accurately. Um, and I think one of, the, one of the first times that I remember mentioning it to you was when I'd looked at the stack of paper on my desk because the story that I was writing was handwritten. Like yeah. I, I, I wrote the first draft pretty much entirely by hand, by candlelight on hand. <laughs> yeah, squinting down at the desk. <laughs> With um, a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember one of the first times that we spoke about it was, I said to you how nice it was to sit and look at this like half inch stack of paper and just flick through it and be like, shit, I, I did this. And yeah, yeah. I don't even care that there's mistakes in it. And it was the first time for such a long time Wrong time that that had happened, and it happened to coincide with, like you say, I came home and I I gave my parents a hug and just (laughs) sat and spoke to them like people rather than I don't know being combative with them and argumentative. And yeah, it it took a little bit of time, but you know, I remember my mum saying to me, You know, fucking hell, it's it's like having a son again who's not a gobsite, yeah, yeah,
0: that's it,
1: yeah. And it's one of those things, like, like you said, you can't you can't anticipate these things because you're not you when you're constantly negative. Mm. You, you, you are a different person and it's hard to try and explain to someone how they're going to change because you don't even understand the landscape that you're stepping into when you start to accept, you know, like with me, with, with the story, I just accepted responsibility for one thing i'm going to write the first draft and i i feel like a different person at the end like i'm not saying you know all my problems are solved and i'm fucking perfect but the 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 difference in my personality is is actually quite astronomical and like you say like i've i've pretty much cut down now on my tablets um, I've been, I've spoke to the doctor and they were like, yeah, if you're feeling better, then you can slowly wean off oh, them. and, and that's. I
0: didn't know that. That's fucking. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So rather than taking one every day, I'm now taking one every, I think it's every four days, every five days, something like that. And um, I don't need, like, whereas previously if I'd tried to stop them, you'd have this, um, it's almost like if you're looking at a graph, it'd be like, <laughs> and you yeah. just straight down, straight off a cliff. But now it's, smooth it's been relatively smooth sailing there's been maybe one day where i've had a bit of a wobble but you know as my missus has said you know you've had a chemical dependency for such a long time and you've stopped smoking as well so what yeah yeah you're gonna turn into
0: Carefully, you turn into the Buddha, man like yeah it's
1: been like 42 (laughs) days as well of not smoking so she's like you know you're doing these things so don't don't fucking beat yourself up and it's weird because I haven't been beating myself up. Yeah, and It's yeah. so nice because my brain is just, it's not even that I'm saying, oh, you're so fucking wonderful and all this shit. It's just my brain is quiet. Yeah. yeah. And it's yes. Fucking great. And it all started literally just from, like, obviously I needed help at the beginning, which is why I came to you in the first place. And like externalizing that responsibility is what gave me the momentum to start and since you know you gave me a kick up the ass and we've started, like you say, I finished the writing, I did some drawing, and then I've gone on and done more and more painting as well. And it's strange, like, whereas previously I'd sit down to approach these things, and I'd be full of um, anticipation and anxiety, fear, stress. Now I'm still full of those things, but it's like it's flipped, and rather than being a negative thing, and it's like, how am I going to fail?" It's like, oh! What am I going to create today? Yes,
0: yes. I've. I'm, I want to. am in. I'm in my granny's house. So I want to. Play <laughs> it. I can't do that. And um, I think there's so much I want to say about this, which is brilliant. Um, I think the main thing, and I guess they even paint the role I played, because, like, I didn't go in there and and you know be like fix your mind or anything like that. I sort of just um helped you get get out of your own way at the start, and then and a lot of the work was naturally done. It's almost like like you have this healing power in you, if you will. I, I'm always talking about the deep mind and all that stuff. And, and when you get out of your own way, it does actually, uh, when you get yourself out of your own way, it does actually supply all that stuff quite a lot. And like, you're just a, a great testament to what, towards what that can do. And I guess to describe that even more, because I remember to myself, when you're not sort of having that output and you can imagine it like the way a flower has to blossom a sun has to shine like a a lion has to roar and if you if you tie the lion's mouth up and it can't roar it will store all that energy inside of it and that will actually internalize and destroy it in some way and this is where you get the brooding artist look i find the the brooding self-critical doubtful artist look and um i was that person like you were that person and it's weird it's it's like you identify as that archetype it's like i'm the brooding artist but that's actually not what you are like you have something more in you that's even more positive and happier and you just need to learn how to let that part of yourself out and then um, this is this the sort of energy that you have then you have this brooding and it's extremely negative because there's part of you that knows that you're not good enough and that is strictly based on the fact that you're not having an output you're not letting it out of you it's very emotional and then um, this this is the way you conduct yourself and so you when you see people you're sort of like uh, snappy at them i remember like when i was a uh, grown up to be a musician. And I, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be this great singer, but I hated the fact that I had my voice and I, I thought it was shit. And I was trying to sing like Jeff Buckley, like two, two tones higher than I should be. And so um, what I developed was this envious negative complex towards other singers. So when someone like Hosier would come up, Hosier's a brilliant singer. I love him now, but I remember I'd like, I'd hear his voice and I'd like viscerally just be like triggered I'd be like, Oh my God, he sounds so much better than me. And then, um, and then people would talk to me about like uh, pop singers and all that and Hosier, and I'd be sort of like, he's like, you know, very mainstream, like that type of stuff, you know, that type of attitude. Just being dismissive. He's like, oh, I like the state of him. Like I have the sophisticated uh, view of things. You yeah. know, yeah. I have the, the, the correct, well-nuanced. Your taste is more developed. Absolutely, like I, like, because i spent all my time in here, like, you know, building the perfect taste. And I'll show it to you like in a year or so when it's ready but You won't even be ready for it, bro. Yeah. I, like I'm just it's taking me a while to do that, and that's the, that's what my head was doing to me. And, and the, the way I would come across to people is this sort of, um, you know, moody, moon like, dark, shadowy, um, uh, perceptive as well. Like I was very perceptive in that time, but it was a sort of negative personality. And then once I managed to conquer that, another personality sort of comes out, or maybe it's it's weird, it's almost like a a uh a, maybe you could say a different side of yourself but but generally a a more positive more shining i guess is the word that mm-hmm. i use and fundamentally um that that's just a, an easier way to be because as you said it's it's a more relaxed way to be and i'll go into the neuroscience of it now in a bit but if you've anything you want to say on that before i i go well, on I've, my tirade at last
1: i was just going to say like there's there's something romantic about being that that kind of yeah. You know, because I'd be a liar if I said that I didn't enjoy it, and I didn't have some modicum of success with it, especially with women. Because like, there's something about it that is well. This and this is this is one of the things that's really peculiar is that even even at your worst, there's still these minor successes that you get that you can use to justify carrying on that behaviour, even though it's so destructive that you know I I'd be the first one to say that. It got so bad at times that I couldn't even perform. Do you know what I mean? Like, it got that fucking serious. And you don't realise it at the time. You just think to yourself, oh, well, something else has happened. You know, there's, there's some other problem. And, you know, there, you know, like I said, there is something romantic about sitting, being angry at the back of the cafe, fucking drawing the room, even though the, you're not going to do anything with the drawing. You're not going to show <laughs> it to anybody. But, yeah. but now it's like, you know, I've got, I've got the, the first draft written. I've got these drawings done. And fuck, I'm going to go and I'll sit in the sunshine. Do you know what I mean? I'll sit in the sunshine and be smiling. I'll upload all <laughs> the on from the store. And then I'm buzzing. Like no fucking sitting at the back of a building being a little creep drawing people and looking angry. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, such, a strange, it's such a strange thing to try and articulate something that has been your set way of behaving for such a long time. And then to have, and I say it's a sudden change. It feels like a sudden change because I've spent so much time in what I can only describe as like an altered state. Because Mm -hmm. when when you get writing or when you get painting and you get into that mindset where you look up at the clock and it's like quarter past three in the afternoon, but then you look up at the clock again and it's like quarter past six, and you're like, "Shit, where's that three hours gone?" I've spent so much time in that particular mindset that. It feels like time has really condensed right down. So now that I look back on these things, I can say, oh, it feels like a sudden change. But really, it has taken me like, well, like you said at the beginning, it's been what two months, three months, or something that we've been like that, that yeah. we've been speaking on a, on a fairly regular basis. And it's not exactly like it's always been smooth sailing because we've had conversations where you've been like, lad, I don't give a fuck, just write, just get me these fucking scenes done by the end of the week end off. <laughs> yeah and, and that's really really helpful because you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna feel like absolute shit and you're gonna read what you've written and be like a fucking nine year old spastic could write this <laughs>
0: well you know this is um this is actually a huge deal it's just uh it was almost like talking you out of the need to 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 have like every step be perfect it was like yeah. You know, you're you're sort of saying this is definitely not right, and I was I remember a couple of times I'd have to just kind of say, yeah, that's that's okay, you know, like you can actually just finish the draft and come back and revise that, yeah. and and that's something your mind doesn't want to do, and I remember that that was the same with myself. Like I would, um, it's it's so weird. I I would want to do the first draft flawlessly, and so what would end up happening is I'd never get past the first step, yeah. the first like chapter, you know. And then when and maybe music is a better example when I just started allowing myself to just try finished songs, so i'd like even put in a shit chorus or a shit bridge and just get to the end, mm-hmm. that actually started building up momentum and what it did is it started to disengage it almost took power away from my left brain as i'd say and then what would happen every now and again is i would um i would uh, release i would just go go and like open up the laptop and 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 uh, uh, hear a hear a, a rhythm that i'm after making or someone sent to me and the song would just like flash like i do like the entire verse and the chorus in like one take you know yeah. it was and, and i get like the thing that i was looking for which is you know that that magic power that you're sitting at the back drawing people and you kind of want the kind of people to think that you're the guy that will hit them with a lightning bolt that, like perfect creativity. Something. yeah yeah and, and you actually do get that but it requires the other couple of steps first, which is the, almost the humility, I guess, the willingness to, to be sloppy and make mistakes. And I guess the, um, to, to take the, the mysticism out of this, it's not like I have some magic Boyo method, although I do, but it's more like um, it's just simple brain science. Like I talk about the left brain and the right brain a lot. Now, the characteristics of the left brain is it, it has the voice it is abstract. It wants to think in perfections and absolutes. It's like the Sith Lord. It um, has this problem where it seems to be delusional. Now, like I've demonstrated at the very start that you, like you were you were demonstrably delusional. You were way better than you were telling me you were. And so the way you were communicating, presenting yourself, your, your, your personality, your persona, whatever, I was, I was confused when I saw it. Well, I wasn't confused, but I was surprised. And so it has these characteristics where it would be critical and it, it kind of criticizes you out of existence. Now, there's this weird thing with um, depression. I've seen some studies on this. I'm not too well read on this, but it shows a lot more right brain activity in people who are depressed. And the right brain has a lot more um, anxiety receptors as well. And the right brain has this habit of being realistic, down to earth, and, and sort of dark. And I, I wonder if people become left brained, uh, tyrannical, trapped in that type of way, does their right brain kick up and become more and more negative to try snap them out of it in some sense? So that the more stronger this one gets, the right brain becomes more and more negative to try bust the the the, 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 the tragedy, the bust open the, the 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 gates and then force itself in. Because um the right brain is also related to, to creativity and imagination, as, as a lot of people say, although that's not strictly true. But, but to, to get more um, specific about what generally is a good way to turn off this left brain is the left brain wants absolutes. It wants perfection. It doesn't want specifics and it doesn't want... Um, like very very tactile detailed orientated things in terms of drawing if you look at people who have right brain damage, their right brain is turned off and they can only draw with their left brain what you'll get is a lot of like abstract symbols that don't really coordinate or come together properly there's this um, image of a clock someone showed me yesterday where the clock was the clock was drawn by the left brain and it it didn't even like make a proper circle and all the numbers weren't in the right place because it just isn't able to see things properly Whereas the right brain is vivid and specific. It's the type of thing that would do like realistic paintings and whatnot, like um, you'd see in the 19th century, this type of stuff. It's able to perceive this way. And when you ask people for specifics, it, it literally bullies them out of the abstract thinking. And it's so weird because we can spend our whole life, I do it all the time, in abstract thinking. Like I went down to the shop there a while ago and I walked there and I was thinking the whole time, as much as I preach all this, this shit, I don't do it all the time. And I, was, I walked the whole way to the shop in my head thinking about stuff and I didn't see anything around me. And it was only when I was just getting home that I was like, oh my God, like look at the stuff that's going on, get specific, get down to earth, like what's actually going on here. And so someone like yourself would show up and be like, I've got this big elaborate plan and you'd have this depressive feeling underneath it and this brooding feeling underneath it. And, um, and so you'd have this big elaborate like world you're building, this big abstract world you're building in your head that's got this negative tone. And it's almost like you feel like this moody prophet, a man of sorrows in some sense. And then when you turn around to that person and you just say, or right, let's pick something extremely specific, which is like a... Um, you know, finish the first draft, the the shock comes because it's like, fuck, now I have to actually do this and it bullies them out of the abstractions. And then what's so interesting is that when they actually go down and get specific, what then happens is that the abstract starts to reveal itself as completely weak in comparison. Like the actual story has so much more body and so much more um, truth and perfection in it. Because when you like, when you get down that like big theoretical scene, you realize that it needs like two scenes to back it up or something like that. And, and it, the more you mm-hmm. bring it down, the more clear things get. And that's actually what you realize is that the, the clarity is way closer to perfection than any theory ever was. And um, and this is interesting. and This is probably the last thing I'll say before I, I throw it back to you. This is interesting in the way you can conceptualize this stuff easy as the editor mind and the creator mind. You've probably heard me talk about this stuff for the boys who are listening quite a lot. And the editor mind would have the habit of being... Um, critical it's it's literally the left brain behavior it destroys it criticizes things out of existence and then the creator mind is like a baby it's not very good at making things perfect but it's very vibrant and fertile and and and, and imaginative and it's got all the power and the, the weird thing is that the tyrannical the tyrannical critical mind that the editor wants to think that it's able to produce content it's able to make stuff. It can't. It can never, it can never make something. It, it, it needs to be given something to shape. It's a shaper. It's not, it's not the other way around. And so what happens is when you let the right brain out or you let the juice out, whatever you want to say, when you let the, the, the creative baby within out, it supplies you with all the, the, the volume. And then you can use the, the, the editing mind to, to shape that. And this is where I think you're at right now, where I noticed that once you finish the first draft and you actually see the stack, you realize that now I actually have, for the first time ever, stone that I can start shaping. Before, mm. you didn't have any stone, so your editor mind was saying, well, all right, Sam is the stone. I'm gonna destroy him, because I hate him. And then when you let that stuff out, and, and you have something, then you can start shaping that in it yourself. And um, then that, that sounds a little bit schizo on my end, but but like I think that explains a lot of the way I'd interpret what's going on with yourself. So
1: any thoughts there? Get, getting the babies yourself. Yeah,
0: I mean for
1: for me, the for me the, the the big what's the word I'm looking for? Right, can't find it where. Well. For me the, the major the major starting point that really that really allowed me to get past a lot of the initial frustrations that I was having was the fact that I made the decision to... All right, Steph, we're go, we going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, the major, the major decision for me was that I decided, right, I'm clearly having trouble um, hold, holding myself accountable with any degree of reasonableness. Like, I'm just being completely un- unfair. So I need to have some kind of body outside of me to say, right, these, these are the things that are expected of you. This is the responsibility that you have for this week. It is contained within this request. If you can do more, great. If you're having problems, you can get in touch with me. And um, I think it was, it was making, the, making the demands of myself real in so much as I had someone physical to talk to about what those demands were that would be like, no, I'm not a hydra that's going to sprout extra heads. This is what I am asking of you. There's no traps. There's no tricks. There's no secret doors that you're not seeing. I just want five chapters. And Mm -hmm. that's it. They can be five chapters of five pages each, or they can be five chapters of 20 pages each. I don't care. I just want five chapters. And as soon as so much of that responsibility is just taken away from you, you're like, right, okay, well, now I've got no fucking choice. I've I've got it right. And obviously, like, it's a bit, it's a bit more crude, but there's the financial side of things as well, because obviously I'd approached you and I'd said, right, I, you know, I want to do this storytelling thing. You're like, right, okay, well, this is how it's going to function. This is how much it's going to cost. This is how long it's going to go on for. And, you know, all of those things combined, they they really do help give you a, a swift, a swift kick in the ass. And, you know, I'm not as, I'm not as poetic in, in the way that I can describe things with the left and right brain, like I'm a bit more um, ham-fisted with it all. But it's, it's, a, it's amazing, it really is amazing how much just a little bit of guidance at the beginning can help give you the motivation to start. Mm-hmm. And then once you've started, it can also help keep you level-headed enough so that you can get it completed because you're never gonna remain completely level-headed. There's always yeah. gonna be times where you're like, this is horseshit. Like, I don't even know why I'm bothering. Yeah. But as long as you've got someone to go like, nope, come back, come back, <laughs> away from the precipice, away from the precipice, you soft cunt. Like, And,
0: and that's, 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 a, that's a real interesting way to put it. How do, how's my sound, by the way? To, yes, it's a good. good. Um, that's a real interesting way to put it because the, the accountability is huge. Like, of course, it, it is absolutely like, huge for, for it to actually be... like. What's so interesting is the, the abstract perfection, bullshit thinking and the moodiness suddenly now has consequences yeah. and you're talking to someone who's not going to reward you for that they're, they're just going to be like yeah all right cool like you're you're in a bad mood but like where's the results this type of thing yeah. that's actually a huge deal but then even from my end like the, the, the what i saw was i i started to see someone who actually had potential i constantly was saying to you you know, like you, you've good instincts right and then um what i noticed is that I, w- I would kind of i'd have to sort of persuade you to 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 go on this direction and of course because you're coming at it with like i'm going to do what you say type attitude it's way easier because it's like, you're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, but I, I don't know about these theories and all that. You're like investing. You're saying, all right, I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to listen and all this. Mm-hmm. And then what Which would happen- is difficult,
1: by the way. It is very difficult. Because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very headstrong. Yeah. And so to, to just be like, right, okay, no, Steph has asked me to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Just fucking do it. There's, there's, there's conflict there. Yeah, yeah,
0: I can imagine. Yeah, I- and I, I didn't notice. I didn't notice too much pushback on that. But the, the odd time I'd notice doubts creeping in. So so I like I kind of found my role being like um, you were you were going in one direction, and and I would see like a huge amount of progress. And as I said, we'd hit like the, the, the middle third, and this is when. So it was really really like all these abstract theories and all this 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 big world you had built up, and then you you pull the trigger and you would get like the first third done, and there's this like thrill you know you're like oh my god i'm fucking killing it look the stacks growing and then you're in the you're now at the first third and you're sort of like the 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 dopamine re- wears off and you're sort of being like dude, I'm not sure about this at all. I'm not sure if I've like really thought this through. I might have to start again. And this is where I felt uh, me coming in being like, okay, okay, wait a second now. Let's sit down. Let's try get ourselves on on track. Like it's okay to make mistakes. Here's, you can patch this up later, all this type of stuff. I found that to be a a huge thing. It was almost like, uh, I was just trying to get you out of your way and then keep you out of your way. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) As long as possible. And and let that other part of yourself come out. And it's weird. I guess like I wasn't articulating it like I am now. But, but at the time, you're kind of going off instinct. You're kind of being like, all right, I, I can see the way this stuff is going. And that was, um, that was a big deal. And, and the more you started to, to, to get out of your own way and let, let that part of yourself come out, I, I noticed the more, um, the more you would almost like build momentum. Momentum was like the key. Mm-hmm. That was the type of thing. To the point where I think the last session, you were just like, right, I finished, I finished like eight, eight chapters or something like that. You just flew through it
1: yeah I think that's one one of the interesting things as well is is maintaining momentum and, and obviously like the like you said i don't think he did this consciously, but there was a there was a very distinct difference in so much as at the beginning it was like right these are the expectations moving forward, and by the time we got to the middle it was it wasn't a case of these are what my expectations are because they'd already been laid down at the beginning it got to the point it was like right okay now if you're feeling lost here are some minor techniques to get you going again and I remember you saying to me try thinking of it logically so it was like he goes to the warehouse and then this happens he does this and then this happens and then this and then this and it's like literally working it step by step But if you'd have given me that information at the beginning, it would have been useless because I I hadn't started at the beginning. What I needed to to start with was the expectation. It was like, you will produce this work by the end of the week. If you don't produce it, then there's no point in me giving you these techniques because you've got nothing to reference them to. You've got nothing to, to build from.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's actually true. I, I didn't even think of that, but you kind of have to drip feed things every now and again. When it's uh, it's interesting because you could have all the information, and it would only just contribute. It makes it worse. Perfect picture. Yeah. Yeah. Where, it makes it worse. It? It's yeah, like
1: yeah. I had a couple of books about like how to write characters, how to write stories, and I'd sit and read these books, but I, it just it was information. It was informational. <laughs> oh, hang on, I'll be back in one sec. The dogs. <laughs> this is
0: um. This is the, the sacred dog. He, he, uh, I don't know how he's feeling. Boyos, how are you doing anyway? I guess I'll just uh, talk to you. Even though this is pre-recorded, I'll just be like, hello, how are you getting on? Um, as you can see, this dude is very, very talented. I'll see if he can get you a couple of his pictures because that, that might be nice to look at. Very, very talented. and um, you know, It's something you always got to keep in mind. is that you have all this juice hidden within you and you just don't want it to come out. Check this out. I'm going to show you more of his stuff here and uh you can have a look like these are some of the things he was sending me at the start oh he's back oh speak speak of him and he's the show um, <laughs> and this is you know for example like there's all the plots and whatnot but then you have the actual skill and you're thinking man this this dude is good and he's there criticizing himself out of existence and getting in your own way is the way i describe it and i i'm talking about all the technical neuroscience and all that but there is actually a procedural side of it as well like there is a specific approach you can take to this stuff like you know sitting down and being specific is one of them and that like silences that other side of yourself is the theoretical that uh, get in your own way and um, mm-hmm. problematic side and you think about this on a sort of um broad spectrum way of seeing it like this this dude's talented and say he got trapped like this for 10 years or 20 years or his whole life or something like that like you would have lost his perspective his the skill and think of how many people nowadays with stuff like social media and all that, where they're getting absorbed in these very left brain and um, rewarding systems and all this stuff. And it's their own fault. And they're, they're not really fleshing out this deep mind, this, this you know, the red book mind, the, 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 the dreaming mind, the more artistic mind. And what you might be losing from all that stuff. And and, and even yourself, like this, this is a person who was in pain when they couldn't let this thing out of them. So there's a load of people going around in pain, not bringing this stuff out into the world. And you can kind of think of, a, if you want to think of some type of crusade of juiciness, like maybe maybe this might be it. We we must uh, abhor all the boils to produce the juice. That's that's
1: literally what we've got to get. Them to. It's <laughs> um, it's, um, it's a strange thing as well to think of it about being in pain because if you were like if you were to sit down and I don't know, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a a lad thing, but you feel weak to describe it as being in pain. (laughs) At least I did anyway. And it's like, I, I would always try and equivocate and say, oh, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as X. Someone else has got it worse. I'm just moaning for the sake of moaning. I've got it so good, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't take away the fact that, if you do feel like shit over something, you've you've got to give it its due. You've got to give it the attention that it deserves. Because I mean, like you know, if I hadn't, then I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have a first draft written, and I wouldn't have painted all of these things. And the amount of the amount of like creative joy this has brought me is it's hard to really quantify.
0: Mm,
1: mm. But you've got it. You've got to give it the time, um, and and giving it the time is is really rewarding in its own way um i can't remember who it was that said it but there's there's a book called i think it's called like going pro or something like that and he has this comment in it where he's like you need to like feed the muse almost you need to sit down on a daily basis even if it's just for half an hour and and try and like beta into coming to you know like leave out breadcrumbs for her to follow so that she can she can sit with you and be like you know here is here is my advice or Here is my, you know, some of my creative juices, so to speak. And I found that you don't even, you don't even need it for a long time. The major thing that you need is to just be not interrupted. Mm. Like even if you've just got 15 or 20 minutes every day where you can be interruption free, Mm. as long as you do it every day, then it gets easier and easier and easier. And over time, like the muse, to speak romantically, will will appear more and more regularly. At first, you've really got to force it, but over time, it it does get easier.
0: And I don't think there's, there's any reason that we, we shouldn't like use terms like the muse or it, maybe the Jungian term of the anima or St. Bridget, as we had here in Ireland, because it does actually have this weird, powerful effect. Like, it is a sort of feminine change because you go from a moody almost like dark female you know that's sort of what the artist is the brooding it's a very female way of conducting yourself and then you have to like the ideal feminine which is shining and happy and bringing good energy and this type of thing and then um, the way you describe it is perfect about the idea of the breadcrumbs. I've noticed it too. And I've, I need to do this more. Like I talk too much. I need to do it. I'm still suffering from all this stuff, but you need to sit down and actually just give space for this to come out. And that's actually the hardest thing for most people is that mm-hmm. they can't, li- They never mind turning off social media. They can't even turn off this. So they can't sit down and get this to just be a bit quiet so that it can provide space for the more fertile mind to come out and whatnot. And it's amazing. It's that like, you're running around trying to heal yourself, trying to fix yourself, trying to become yourself whatever you're trying to say and, and it might be so simple as just getting out of your own way and letting letting what mm-hmm. you already are come out that type of thing and it sounds like cliche and like literally like is this a yoga class like what's going on here stuff yes. but, but but it is true like there is fundamental truths i'll i'll try my best to, to paint it in neuroscience so us pretentious boyos can digest it a bit better but it, but it is that simple of like just putting yourself aside turning the thinking mind off getting mindful putting sitting there for those 20 minutes and actually just churning that stuff out repeatedly And um, it's, 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 I guess you could say it's, it's like opening the door to the back mind and it can be life changing. So
1: yeah. And and one of the things is, is, is being specific. So one of the things that I've found, especially more recently with, with having painted is I've taken some of the principles that we kind of used when we were, uh, when we were starting the first draft, because you said, I want, you know, I want five, five chapters by the end of the week. And it was specific but it was specific enough that it still left room for creativity. So what I've done with these, with the paintings that I've been doing recently is like, right, I'm gonna do a series of kings. I'm gonna do a series of queens. And it's specific enough that it provides a limitation, but it's broad enough that it allows me to be creative. And and the way I kind of think of it in my head is it's like, it's the reason that people like Monopoly. There's enough rules. (laughs) There's enough rules to follow that people know what they're doing. But there's enough freedom that you can like be the nice guy or you can be a fucking bastard if you really wanna be. <laughs> and that and that, and it and it makes it more fun because there's strictures imposed on you. And and I find that's that's one of the things that really, really helps is that if you have only got twenty if you know you've only got twenty minutes, rather than sitting down and saying to yourself, I've got to write this amazing thing, say, I've just gotta write a chapter for mm. a horror story. Yeah. What you know, whatever it is, the thing that you want to make, you know, be limit it down to something that's doable yeah. in the time, but that's, is still got the the freedom for you to to play with it.
0: That's so that's so brilliant because I remember when I was uh, you know uh, in my um, coming out of college and being like, well, I'm going to be a musician, and I'm there in my little 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 room and I'm uh, practicing and I'm practicing all the time and never never actually like producing anything, and um, I'm there making these little songs but they're all little glimpses like you were saying these little fragments put together in this world and I'm there thinking to myself you know what I could do I could make this like boyo opera which would be this like this <laughs> giant you know this, this thing where all the songs connect into this like complex super brilliant story and what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this I'm, I'm going to spend three years doing this to perfection right? and it'll be this like coherent Mozart fucking Wagner like oh, Wagner I should say oh, Wagner Wagner will come out, uh, come out of his grave and be like this boyo got her and then what i'll do is i'll I'll put it on youtube and it'll be like just so perfect that everybody will just find it straight away and that's what's going to happen and this is like literally this is how my head was thinking this is what was going on and this was so infertile as a period so uncreative such so much time was wasted in just like mental masturbation thinking about that and the times when i actually got forward is when i just sat down with this tiny fragment i said i'll expand this out into a simple pop song And when I started doing that, that's when I started to just produce stuff out more. And that's, that's the only way I started getting results is the limitation was the key, you know, picking a theme. Instead of saying I'll do I'll do an opera that captures all the themes in the world, I was saying to myself, How do I just why don't I just take a simple theme, yeah. you know, and go with that? And then it's exactly like it's a huge deal. And I guess it comes down to that right brain thing, which is like be specific because the left brain has a tendency to be be crazy. I, I sound like such an anti-left brain shill, but I guess I am at this point.
1: <laughs> it's it's strange as well, because like one of the things that I found as well when when I wasn't being particularly creative at all, is that I would talk about the things that I wanted to do a lot and like me and my friends you you know we'd be we'd be chatting about various things and they're like oh how's the comic coming along or how's the story progressing or have you done any drawing recently You'd be like oh no but I want to do this and I want to do that and like like you were saying with the kind of mental masturbation stuff mine was more like conversational masturbation because I I enjoyed like telling people what it was I was going to do and how fantastic it felt in my brain and all the rest of it but it's just like you, like you say you you end up doing nothing because you explain it all and then there's nothing there's nothing left then once you once you've sat and spoken about it it's almost as if you've scratched the um scratched the itch and and you can recede back into your comfortable discomfort of depression and it's it's really really peculiar it's really peculiar how the desire to be creative you can either then sit down and be creative or you can talk about being creative and both things give you a certain amount of satisfaction. But the talking about it is that immediate satisfaction. Whereas the doing it involves, have you ever played the games like the dark souls games or the bloodborne games? They've got that difficulty curve like this. If you want to get into them, you've got to really, there's a lot of discomfort to start with, but then once you get it, you're like, ah, right now I understand why this game is so much fun. And that's, I feel the yes, same yes. with the genuine creativity is that the, the difficulty curve is like this. You're going on to like very hard mode or whatever it is, whereas to talk about it or to, in your case to sit and think about it coming out of the top of your head, that's very easy mode and that's, <laughs> that's your little scratch.
0: And that's 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 a fantastic way to conceptualize and a very important thing to notice is that like I, I always fall for this. I still fall for it now. I still <laughs> yeah. fall for it now, dude. Like I'm, I'm there talking to lads and it's like, what you want to do? And it's like, I'd love to make like film. <laughs> and uh, and you're, getting, you're getting into it. And like, there's there's a side of it where it's like, all right, cool. This this sounds great in theory. And then you have to sit down and actually like g- go through the process of getting it done. And it's just arduous and painful. But you can see why like you have to kind of go through that in order to get down to earth and understand the practicalities and all this type of stuff. But you don't want that. You want the theory. You want the romance. You want to be like, you know, like the someday film, that will just be perfect. And you don't want to actually go through the trenches and actually drag through it. And, And it's funny that, 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 um, Part of you wants to to go around and almost like sell people on the theory, but the practicality is the thing that you, um, you don't want. Whereas the practicality is truly the thing that will get you the results. So it's funny. It's like, why, why are you, why are you even telling people about this stuff? Like, why do I tell people about this stuff? Is it because I want people to, to, to what, to see what I want to do and I don't actually enjoy the actual process of being, because it's funny. Mm -hmm. Do I enjoy the process of being creative if I avoid it that much? am i just larping like what's going on here Larping as an artist yeah it's it's very interesting yeah it's very interesting i don't think this just falls into the arts like i think this 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 is something about human nature it's just very easy to say it's a lot different to do it's very easy to put words on the table it's a lot different to pick them up and actually walk somewhere with them that type of thing
1: i think because a lot of the time when you actually start to do a thing you're what's what's your lack of ability becomes immediately um, apparent. Like, if you want to paint, in my circumstance, but you don't understand how value works or how colour theory works, then that becomes readily apparent as soon as you put pen to paper. It's like, shit, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing. But if you're just talking about it, there's no... You know, there's no risk of failure there because you can describe to people how nice it's going to be as the greens and the oranges flow together into this miasma of fucking nonsense. (laughs) And, you know, like, it's easy to do that. It's easy to do that. You can describe... It's like your opera. You could describe the Boyo (laughs) opera because you don't have to run the risk of failing. That's true. true. and, And running the risk of failing is, like well, it's fucking scary, you know, it's and fucking scary.
0: It makes you think about characters like Conor McGregor um, as someone who's very, very, like, he, he, he like, puts out the, the big dream. And I, I love him because he's, he's, like, got this thing where in his line of business, when you put out the big boy you're like, I'm going to do a bio opera, and, and you go out and fight someone, that's, like, it's going to be conclusive whether you do it or not so there's this immense power we give to people who actually pulled it off like when he was winning when he was mystic mac and all that like that was him and he had this aura around him i found in ireland and a lot in england as well where it was just like is this guy like some type of a jesus or god or something like that he had that power and it makes you realize that like something deep inside of us understands how cheap talk is how cheap words are and we know that a lot of people are going to talk a lot of people are going to try sell us on stuff but when someone comes and actually gets results in an introverted way, we're, we're go- they're going to get this. It's interesting, like the type of personality, if you know someone who just does it and doesn't talk about it, they, and, and it might be, they might be less likely to get attention, but when you know them, you'll, you'll just respect them as like the mm. person who gets stuff done, you yeah. know, they'll just have an aura. And then the, the, the almost like uh, ultimate archetype of the, the charismatic leader is the guy who says it and gets it done as well and if you can if you can pull that off like you you're going to you're going to be a very coherent character but what's interesting is that in order for you to pull that off you have to make every word you use count and that is that that means you're going to have to have this great gravitas behind it realizing that if i tell people i'm going to do a bio opera that means i'm going to have to go through the trenches you know doing it And if you have a good grip on what that feels and actually go through that, it'll make you, um, it almost like builds a very, very strong personality in that type of sense, a strong character. I guess the last thing I want to ask you before I, um, before I wrap it up is, uh, what were you like as as a kid? Like, were you, uh, were you like a drawer as a kid? Because I I remember as a kid, I was always very imaginative. And so I Mm. sort of have a feeling with a lot of this stuff that, um, I kind of get in my own way and it changes my personality a little bit to being an unproductive, infertile, moody person. Um, But then I'm always trying to get back to almost what I was as a kid Mm. in some sense. Like, do you have anything like that? Do you remember what you were like as a kid, what was going on?
1: I mean, I don't... Like, I can't remember it per se, but from from what my sister and my my family have told me, like, I was drawing before I could walk and before I could talk. Like, I had to... (laughs) Yeah, I had to go and have speech therapy when I was a kid because my sister basically did everything for me because <laughs> I was a lazy, fat bastard. Like, I just <laughs> used to sit on my ass and I'd be like, "Erina," no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. And she'd understand what I wanted, so she'd just go and do it for me. So it meant I was quite late at, at learning to walk and learning to talk. But, <laughs> but when, when you look at my drawings, when I was, like, I'm talking seriously young as well, um they were actually quite far ahead of comparatively what my sister was like at that age as well. Um, and I used to, um, do you remember Neil Buchanan on Art Attack?
0: Oh yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. So the, the Amerivoyos bo- like- are like, what
1: are they talking about? Here? This, is, this yeah.
0: is a, this is a North phenomenon I'm afraid.
1: He was like, he was the lad. He was, he was <laughs> an absolute lad you know, making fucking um, castles out of loo roll and paper mache and all this kind yeah, of yeah, crap. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And, and that was that was what I was doing, you know, it wasn't... And this is one of the things that I found is that when I was a kid, my creativity wasn't limited to wanting to draw and want to paint. I would literally go, you know, I'd make patterns out of leaves on the floor, like I'd arrange the colours from red down to green when the autumn was coming or, I, you know, I'd make these stupid loo roll castles and I'd buzz off it. But as as I got older and older, I refined what I liked more and more. So it was a case of, by the time I was in school, I didn't really, like secondary school, so like 11, 12, I wasn't really into like the creative side so much as making arts and crafts kind of stuff. It was more, I want to learn to draw and I want to learn to paint. And specifically, I liked the academic side of things. So, you know, when you see like the ateliers where they do like the drawings of the busts, so it'll be like a bust of Aristotle or whoever it is. Mm. That was the kind of stuff that I was really into. That and anatomy, um, mm. like human anatomy and animal anatomy, just fascinated me from a really young age. But. Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah, I was a little fat bastard. <laughs> little fat bastard. And I just used to sit and drawer all the time and get my sister to go and get me an ice cream or whatever. Not
0: too bad, not too yeah. bad. Maybe maybe this is your final form, man. You can be the chubby, chubby, <laughs> chubby drawing Buddha, and you can command maybe maybe it might be the missus or the sister. We'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see how we can manage things. Um all right, that's excellent. Because I, I guess like I've noticed something similar in myself is that I was always very much like like you know you obviously idealize your childhood and think that you're always mm-hmm. like you know glorious and imaginative and all that but the, the, the parts of my childhood were which shine for me when I, it was me being just like ridiculously and um, thinking outside the box like to the point where the teacher would come over and everybody else in class had done like a little bit of work on some cre- like there's like draw a pumpkin or something like that and i've done this entire halloween cast yeah. like these type of things yeah. and um and it makes me wonder is like, is your character sort of maybe permanent? Like, is, it's, you're sort of born some way. And that was a big issue for me growing up as I kept on saying to myself, um, I'm not born to be a musician. And so what I have to do is I have to fight my way into becoming yeah. one. And that was tied a lot to the idea of um, in- inferiority and like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I, this is why I have to make something perfect to prove that I'm good enough to other people. Instead of sort of now where I'm sort of saying, I actually have all this juice inside of me that I just need to get out of my own way and let out. And when I trust in that, it comes out like in a, in a very very useful way. And I kind of feel that I could apply that to music, to to, to anything really. Like mm-hmm. it, it has that type of thing. But I should be careful not to be a generalist. But but there's this this sort of thing where it's like you you do have a certain maybe you have a certain archetype that you you kind of need to accept and fill and realize that's what you are. And you'll in weirdly it, it could be tied to your happiness. When you get out of your own way and let that out, mm-hmm. it will probably bring the most um, satisfaction towards you. And so um. I don't know, I haven't fleshed my thoughts out on that, but I think there's something there, maybe. I'll... Yeah, it's,
1: it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I'm not entirely sure who it is that Jordan Peterson talks about, but there was a, a child psychologist. That Piaget. You Piaget. Piaget, yeah. And he talks about how the, the formative years of your life, like, what was it, like age one to four, something around that. He was saying that, like, if you're not fully socialised at that point, then you're kind of screwed. Afterwards, yeah. which is really dark. Like, but I wonder whether in that time period, whilst you're being socialized, if there is a particular thing that um you have had access to, then you know, in some way that kind of latches on to this, you know, kind of so you've got your socializing skills here, which are generic, and then skills that you're exposed to, which are more specific, they kind of like latch on. So for my sister. She she was never exposed to drawing in the same way that I was, but she was exposed to reading from a very, very young age. And now she reads constantly, all mm. the time, and she does a lot of writing as well. Whereas I was exposed to picture books and drawing, things like Art Attack and that. And I was exposed to that from a very, very young age as well. My dad was exposed to joinery and building, and that's mm. what he does. My mum was always in the garden when she was a baby because... Her parents didn't have anything else for her. They didn't have toys. So my nana'd take her out and show her what the different plants were. And now my mom spends all her time in the garden. So I, I wonder whether it's a case of you're born with these specific traits and abilities, or whether it's a case of circumstantially, if you're socialized properly as mm. a child, depending on what you're exposed to during that period, you know, it might be that if 55% of the time you're exposed to drawing, the likelihood is you're going to want to draw.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah I, I don't know if that was, I, I don't know. It's just because I'm, um, you know, when you sit down and you think to yourself, like I can understand how like genes and things would code for brown hair and blue yeah. eyes and that kind of stuff. But how does a gene code for an oil painter? Yes. true, true. Because oil painters didn't exist for a, the vast majority of human history. But, yeah, I, you know,
0: I, I wonder like, it's a weird one because it's, it's it's like with myself for example like i present music talks and maybe narratives from time to time but i have a very very rich visual mind and if i had a different skill set maybe i'd be manifesting what i see visually and not talking that much you know mm. so it, it really it is just, it, it's quite an interesting thing it is quite an interesting thing I, I guess what i'm um oscillating back to is that 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 deep mind has a lot of this it has the moody emotional um charge that you could represent as music or as a narrative it also has a visual charge because it is the sort of vision center of your oh, brain and, and that, that you could represent as, as drawings and as stories even and maybe yeah your skill set is the thing that limits you in some way and, and who knows how much it's even limiting you maybe you could innovate a little bit by just trying to get it out purely and i, I guess the, the big the big hammer that i'm trying to nail on here is that big nail that i'm trying to hammer on i should say is that um that that fundamentally is is what you're trying to let out and uh, not all your problems, but a huge, a huge amount of these issues that I had and that someone like yourself had is simply that your thinking, talking, critical mind is, is in the way. And, and it's actually not your enemy. It's just that you're making the mistake of not feeding it to juice. So it, 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 can, it needs to criticize something and, and edit something. And because you're not giving it anything, it decides to go after
1: you. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. going to destroy you. And this is this is why I'm coming to the opinion of like, regardless as to whether you wanna be creative in the way that I'm creative or, or you know, in the way that, that you're creative, I think everybody should either try and draw or try and write at least a few times a week because it allows your thoughts to kind of manifest themselves into something physical. And I do a lot of my painting digitally now, but I still do a lot of physical drawing as well. And there's something about the kind of um, like physical movement of your arm, be it whether you're like drawing a body or drawing a building or whether you're writing things out. Like I use a fountain pen when I write. Yeah, and yeah. Uh-huh. it doesn't really matter what you're writing either. I just think that there's something about writing and something about drawing that really helps to get, to kind of lessen some of that critical nature of your brain. And like I said, whether you're whether you, view yourself as a creative person or not I think it's still something that's got a lot of value to it but I know it can seem a little bit like wishy-washy and woo-woo but yeah. there's, there's, there's definitely something there I'm just not entirely sure how to articulate what it is
0: yeah yeah we, we trust yeah. we do not know but we trust and um, gentlemen I'm, I'm going to call it a wrap on there because it is fantastic you did a great job Sam by the way thank you very much um, now I, I want to send you guys towards Sam's various uh, centers of juiciness, shall we call them that? He's got a shop which he has recently opened up, which I'll link down in the description. Um, I believe on that shop you will have ways that people can get the things that you showed us at the start. If you could show those again, just for any boys who are watching, we'll, get, we'll give a look. We'll do a proper. We'll do a proper like. Uh, make sure you know. I'll put on voice and be like, "Yeah." Now we're presenting uh, Sam's. Uh, his artworks, like th- these are beautiful though these are the various kings of england i'm not sure if i can really look at this though i'm a little bit triggered i'm not sure if i can chill <laughs> for this and um, this is not um something that's really vibing with really me well but but these are these are beautiful and brilliant if you could zoom in on a couple of them man, as well like as i said before i loved your instincts towards colors it's it's class
1: um, yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of fun it's very satisfying
0: yeah man that's that's yeah. so good so good And um, he'll have a shop where you can buy these on, I think, prints, and then you might be able to get stuff like on uh, iPhone cases and all that stuff. So I'll link that down below. And I've been at the man, this is one of the men who is not on social media. Now, not being on social media is a good thing because, as we've been discussing, when you're on social media too much, um, it it steals your your left brain and encourages it to talk and gets you nowhere, really. And so this man's not on it very much, but I'm going to get him on Instagram. I'm going to get him to make an Instagram just for this stuff. And we'll see if he can be uh, nice and strict, not to go on it too much. And I don't know, like pictures from, uh, I don't know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing lifts or something like this. Instead, he'll be way more focused on uh, just putting this stuff up there. But definitely follow him there as well. So there'll be two links down there. The one will be a shop and the other will be IG, Instagram. So I recommend you uh, pop into those. Give him a follow on Instagram, definitely, and then check out his shop and uh, see if you like any of those stuff. You'll be able to get it in. People, thank you very much for your time. Again, if you want to work with me in the facility that I've worked with, Sam, I will leave the, a link down there in the, in the description <laughs> box as well. It will be down there too. And uh, generally, that, that's, that's everything for me. Sloppy pitch right there at the end, but there you go. And um, thank you very Let's much go. for your time, gents. And Samuel, um, thank you very much, dude. It was brilliant. Any no, last words
1: for you? Uh, thank you for having me.
0: No problem, sir. No problem, sir. Um, People, thank you very much and bye-bye.